Friends, let us listen together to the gospel reading, the good news from the gospel according to Luke. On the first day of the week at early dawn, the women who had traveled with Jesus from Galilee stayed with him at the cross and watched to see where they had laid his body. These women came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared to anoint his body for burial. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. Perplexed about this, suddenly two individuals in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to the women, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners to be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, They told all this to the eleven disciples, Judas having departed from them, and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told all this to the apostles. But these words seemed to the men an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. Amen. So, this passage. We hear so often how Jesus was abandoned, denied, and betrayed. And the feminist in me sometimes bristles at this. Because not everyone abandoned him. There were women who never left his side, who watched at the cross. And I saw a quote today that said that when they went to the tomb to anoint his body for burial, they were ready to face down Roman soldiers. They had to muster the courage and the bravery. They had to muster the emotional strength Imagine the shape they expected to find Jesus' body in, bloody and beaten, abused, and dead. And in that culture, death and dying was a very personal event, and women would make ointments out of spices and clean a body and tenderly care for it and prepare it for burial. So I have to imagine the strength of these women who never left his side and went, as they thought, even in death, to be with him. I agree. I mean, one of the things that's always struck me about all of the gospel narratives of the resurrection uh, that argues for its historicity, that is to say that it actually happened, is that each of the accounts is based on the testimony of women. And you would not make up a story about a resurrection with women as the first-hand witnesses in a patriarchal society because their testimony didn't count in court. So the fact that it was women who went, I speak to 
speaks to the uh, historical nature of what occurred. But they did go expecting a body. They didn't come, you came today, you didn't come expecting thorns, you came expecting tulips, right? You didn't come um, expecting a funeral dirge, you came expecting Christ is risen, hallelujah. We came expecting resurrection, but in a very real way, coming to the tomb as the women did, expecting death, opened them to the remarkable nature of what was happening. Now, what was happening, of course, was earth-shaking, literally, you know, an earthquake, but also in the larger terms. But it was also a commonplace, because the women went and they told the men. And what did the men say? No way. No way. It's an idle tale. Talk about patriarchy. Okay. The testimony of women is dismissed out of hand. And yet, something is really going on here. But we came expecting the resurrection story. Did we, we get it yet? I, I didn't hear it. Did you hear it? Did, it, 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 did you hear what you came to hear in this passage? It that seems Peter to fall goes, flat at the end. He goes home amazed? Yeah, right. Uh, the women are confused. Uh, notice how the women, like every uh, encounter story in the Bible about people encountering the divine, their normal response is not joy and exaltation, it's terror, fear, they throw themselves on the ground. Encountering the creator of the universe is, you know, a big deal. So it's ambiguous. Peter goes, he sees, he's amazed. The Greek is actually closer to confused. A better translation, I think, would be Peter looked in the, in the tomb and he was confused. Happy Easter. Let's go home and be confused. Yeah, let's go home. Yeah, that's right. Christ is risen, be confused. Okay? That doesn't really make sense. So what do you think? I, let's keep reading. We have I haven't heard reading. it yet. I yeah. haven't heard Easter yet. Right. So one of the things we do with Scripture is we break it up into bits sometimes. It doesn't make sense. Luke never expected us to stop reading at verse 12. Right? He, he wrote a whole book. He wrote a whole chapter. It's a literary piece. So let's look at what he says here in the Bi People's Bible. Start from right there. Let's continue listening for the word of God. Now, on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Their expectation was that Jesus is dead. So whoever this fellow is can't be Jesus, right? In their grief, their perception is stunted. And they, he said to them, well, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? And they stood still, looking very sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? Is he messing with them at this point? He's messing with them. Oh, yeah, there's no question. He's playing right. dumb. What things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was condemned to death and crucified. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. 
It is now the third day since these things took place, and some of the women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. So they followed Jesus to Jerusalem. They believe that he is the Messiah. The job of the Messiah is to reestablish the rule of the monarchy of David. So that entails driving the Romans into the sea. None of that has happened. In fact, the Romans have strung Jesus up on a cross and laid him in a tomb. So they're disconsolate. They're defeated. And in their defeat, they can't see what's right with them. Who's right with them? So some of those who were with them went to the tomb. And they saw what the women had said. But him they did not see. And then he said to them, Jesus said to the travelers, How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And so beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. And as they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. Do you think he's still messing with them? Yes. But they urged him strongly, saying, stay with us, stay with us. It is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? Now, happy Easter. Now, happy Easter. The fourfold formula takes the bread, blesses it, breaks it, gives it to them, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him. It's physical, it's personal, it's intimate, it's food. It's sharing a meal, it's sticking your knees under one another's tables. It's creating that connection. And that connection happens around a table and in this moment of vulnerability. Some say these words are the saddest in scripture. We had hoped. They are still in a Good Friday frame of mind. They have lost their hope. We had hoped. And they are disconsolate. And they pour out their grief to the stranger. And throughout Holy Week, we went through the awe and the majesty of Palm Sunday. We go through the sadness of the denial and the betrayal, the anguish of Monday, Thursday. We go through this we had hoped heartache of Good Friday. And then the waiting on Saturday while Jesus is in the tomb. And it's in this vulnerability when they are so human, so real, so honest. They open their hearts to the stranger, and then in that moment of vulnerability, stay with us, stranger. Come eat with us. Come stay with us. That is when this amazing breakthrough happens for them. Right. So it's the vulnerability. It's the sadness. 
It's the willing to be honest about our sadness and our grief that makes it possible for us to hear the good news. If we think we've got everything figured out, everything's fine, Pastor, don't bother me about anything, then you won't ever hear the good news. But if you're willing to open yourselves up to God, to each other, to be open and honest, to share your wounds and expose your scars and um, be authentic, then something miraculous can happen. So this whole event, I believe, is historical. But the resurrection is not an event as much as it is a process. It's an ongoing process. What occurs here is the beginning of a process that continues to unfold. Now, if it's an event, it's much easier to handle because that way we can try to define it, we can try to restrict it, we can limit it, we can put it in a box, we can tape the box, we can take the box and put it on a shelf and forget about it until next year. But if it's not an event, it's not external to us, it's a process in which we're engaged, then it becomes the means by which, in our deepest need, we can find something new. So for Cleopas and his friend, Idemaeus, the resurrection was there at that table. That's where it happened. So friends, where are you now in this journey? And if your answer is Thursday, that's okay. Because the resurrection's not, as you said, David, taped up in a box. It's God's way of working in our lives that's continually unfolding. If there are places in your life where you would still say, I had hoped, and things are not the way you would have them, if it feels like Good Friday is here, whenever I turn on the news, I feel like it's still very much, in so many ways, a Good Friday world. But being faithful people means that we are open to God's love, that we are open to trusting, to having an ongoing, loving, faithful relationship with God and holding out hope that God is always working in our lives to bring us into new life, into resurrection, that all of those deep hurts God walks with you through all of the pain, and God always promises to hold out hope. The covenant that we read together has this line that has never felt more important to me than it does today. It's made known or to be made known to us. This story is unfolding in our lives, and when we are open to the possibility it continues to unfold toward good news. If the story has a bad ending right now, then God is not done writing it. Right. God doesn't put a period. Don't put a period where God <laughs> has put a comma, right? Um, there's that great line from the uh, Marigold Hotel. In the end, everything will work out. And if everything has not worked out, it's not yet the end, right? So... If you came expecting to meet the risen Christ here today, and you did, hallelujah. But if you came expecting to meet the resurrected Christ here today and didn't, don't be disappointed. Go out the doors, keep walking, enter into the fullness of your life, into all the activities of your daily living, and look for and experience 
that love for you, that redeeming presence in the midst of your deepest need. Think back to all the folks who have opened the door for you and helped you. Uh, Think of the ways in which you have been restored to hope when despair seemed to hold sway. Um, Allow yourself to be vulnerable with yourself, honest with yourself, honest with each other, um, and honest with God. And so the experience of Cleopas and his friend might ring true in your hearts uh, when they said, did not our hearts burn within us? Amen. Amen.